Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. This is The Skip Bayless Show. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be reading and responding to your questions. If you'd like to have a question featured, remember to tweet at Skip Bayless Show on Twitter or leave your question with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to ask me whatever you want about what goes on behind the scenes at Undisputed, my personal life, or anything in the world of sports. My answers will always be candid, be honest, and be unfiltered. Thanks for listening to The Skip Bayless Show. Enjoy the episode. This is Gregory from Minneapolis. Does Skip Bayless cook? No, he does not cook. I do come from a long line of cooks, and I was the one and only who rebelled. I was the black sheep of my cooking family. My father, all through my childhood, got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, which now, in my world, seems kind of late. I get up at 2 o'clock. But my father always got up at 4 to go cook the ribs for the little barbecue joint he owned and operated on the south side of Oklahoma City. My little brother, Rick, two years younger than me, so to speak, ate up going with my father to work to help him cook. Rick used that little barbecue joint as a springboard to start him as one of America's top chefs. Winner of the prestigious James Beard Award, not only for best chef, excuse me, best chef, but also for best restaurant. That being the Topolabampo Room in Chicago, Obama's favorite restaurant. Very proud of my brother, though I am not close with him. My father forced me to work at the little barbecue joint called the Hickory House all the way up through high school. I mostly cleaned off tables and swept the floor. But he did force me to quote unquote unquote, cook. It was called preparation work. I guess it's the closest I ever came to cooking. 
So one morning, while I was hating my job, I was mindlessly washing and then chopping up green peppers, whole green peppers. Looked like apples, but they were green peppers. I would wash them, then I would chop them in two, then I would chop them into bits with a giant butcher knife. You know what's coming. One of the green peppers was wet because I just washed it. And I wasn't thinking, I wasn't concentrating, I was thinking about basketball. The knife slipped and I laid open my index finger all the way to the bone. I didn't say a word. I walked straight into my father's office. We did not get along. And I said, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to take me to the emergency room. He was furious. He did not have time to take me to the emergency room because we were about to open for lunch at 11 a.m. That scar still reminds me why I don't cook. I chose my wife, Ernestine, in large part because she does not cook. Even though of late, she's kind of gotten into making soups from scratch. A lentil soup, it's really good. And a pea soup, it's, it's even better. But that's it, that's the extent. Mostly, we let the experts cook for us, the Rick Baylesses of the world. Another question from Geo from Norwalk, Connecticut. How quickly do you forget the most recent undisputed and move on to the next? Now that, for me, is an intriguing question. I have, I should say I was blessed with, although my wife says cursed with occasionally, but I was blessed with what is called a biographical memory. Seriously, I can remember like it was yesterday what I got for Christmas when I was four years old ugly green bike. I don't know what my father was thinking. It was my first bike. Got me a girl's bike. Weird dude, my father. Told my mother, well, I don't want him slipping and hurting himself. What? That's kind of creepy. I, I can remember scores and circumstances and how many hits I got in just about every little league game I played for the Mayfair grade school chipmunks. I can remember in which theater I saw every movie I've ever seen and with whom. And that dates all the way back to childhood, just off the top of my head. When I was 12, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I saw a movie called Jason and the Argonauts at the Tower Theater in downtown Oklahoma City with my little brother, as we called him then, Ricky, and my cousin, Laura Catherine, whose nickname was Tudor. Don't ask me why. The three of us went to see Jason and the Argonauts. It's like it was yesterday. I, I can remember, I saw Jaws the night it opened. Palm Beach Mall Theater, there were two of them. We were in the first one. It was my first wife, Liz and I. I, I could go on and on. But here's the crazy part. 
Undisputed for me comes so fast and furiously, five days a week, 49 weeks a year. For the life of me, I can't remember yesterday's show, not even yesterday's. My memory can only store so much, my flash memory. And I have to let it go as soon as it's over or I risk overload. I, I don't know, I risk insanity. We always get the ratings one day later off each show. And sometimes I want to check which topic spiked in yesterday's show. And I have to ask our producer, Tyler Korn, hey, which topic came at that time? Tells me, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember we did that topic. So I can tell you that I saw the Shining. I saw it in Dallas, the Jack Nicholson, Stephen King movie. Saw it in Dallas at North Park Mall theaters. There was one and two on one side of Central Expressway, three and four on the other. I saw it in theater one with my girlfriend at the time, Nancy. Remember it like it was last night. But I cannot tell you exactly what we did yesterday on Undisputed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jackson from Birmingham, Alabama asks, who's the most famous person that you have their phone number in your phone? <sighs> this question gives me some pause because it strikes at the very heart of why and how I do what I do. Trust me on this, from bottom of heart. I did not get into this business to see how many famous people I could befriend, how many phone numbers I could collect. The truth is, none of these star athletes are truly ever your quote-unquote friend. Trust me on that. They want to become quote-unquote friends with me or anybody else in this business only because we can protect and promote them. And I know that if I do become quote-unquote friends with them, if I actually think I am their friend, then I'm risking having to pull punches on the air even when criticism of said quote-unquote friend is deserved. I'm doing a debate show. I cannot sell out to a quote-unquote friend. I cannot, will not let you down. And I know that comes across as some Boy Scout platitude, but that is truly the way I am built. I am beholden to nobody. Every day you get real, raw me. I protect no quote-unquote friends on air. 
so obviously I have Lil Wayne's number, talked to him often, just talked to him a couple days ago. He's my brother. Close friends with Nelly, definitely have his number, talk to him fairly regularly. Just randomly, I'm, I'm good friends with the actor Billy Bob Thornton. We came from similar backgrounds in similar part of the country. Me from Oklahoma and from Arkansas. I, I think he's a genius, see Sling Blade. But he wants nothing from me. He doesn't need me to protect or promote him. All he wants is true friendship. And I believe I have that from him because he definitely has it from me. So as I rack my brain, I, I guess the most famous person I ever had on, so to speak, speed dial was, believe it or not, George W. Bush. Back in my Dallas days when he was the owner and the operator of the Texas Rangers, the baseball team, the Texas Rangers. When George W. did become president, I, I got to tell you, I, I was always amazed, sort of astounded, that he was being portrayed as this buffoonish fool. I'm not political. I'm not in politics. I, I don't want to get into his politics versus mine. It just doesn't matter. I'm just telling you that I talked a whole lot of baseball and quite a bit of life with George W. And I, I found the man to be smart and funny. Honestly, smart and funny. That's just me. I've had Michael Jordan's number. I've had Muhammad Ali's number back in the day. Just the other night, a very prominent NBA coach got my number and called me, and I called him right back. He wasn't happy with me. That happens fairly regularly. But again, he initiated contact, not me. That happens quite a bit. Another of your questions. This is Miller from Ohio who asks, if you had a 25th hour in the day, what would you spend it doing? Now that's an intriguing question for me. I would spend that 25th hour day after day after day writing my screenplay. I know everybody out here in Hollywood has a screenplay. They've either, either written it or they're about to write it. But trust me on this, I have a screenplay. I have a bombshell idea that, that I believe could win a couple of actors Oscars. My bombshell idea revolves around real life clashes I've had with a superstar athlete. And it's about how far that athlete would go fictionally to protect his church going family first image and reputation. His actually phony reputation. The themes of my screenplay would involve religion and race and adultery and steroids and bloods and crips. I could go on and on. I stay angry with myself because 
right now I don't have the time or more important the energy to write my screenplay but I will we got Van from Ohio who asks do you think you'd make a better NFL or NBA coach? Hmm, intriguing question. I would make a better NFL general manager. I believe I have demonstrated over almost 20 years on live national TV a pretty good eye and instinct for which college players can play pro football. And I believe I would be better than many current team builders at drafting and trading pro football players. Now, if I had to choose, I think I'd be a little better football than basketball coach because I think I'd be commanding 50-odd football players instead of trying to babysit a couple of these, excuse me, diva superstars in basketball, which is what it ultimately comes down to. But it's funny. Basketball was my first love as a kid, and yet baseball was the game I played by far the best. But once I left Vanderbilt for a career in sports media, I immediately gravitated to football. The game I only played up through eighth grade when I was the quarterback for a team filled with mostly ninth graders called the Utility Tower Toppers. That was our name. Utility Towers sponsored us. The Tower Toppers. We won every game that last year I played and wound up in the city finals, played under lights in what must have been zero degree wind chill at Northeast High School football field. We lost that game 42 to nothing. I will never forget it. It's like it was yesterday. We lost 42 to nothing to Daryl Porter's Southside Bears. You can look him up. I've mentioned him before. Daryl Porter went on to be World Series MVP. He was an all-star catcher for the Kansas City Royals and also played for the St. Louis Cardinals, my favorite team. So that was the last football game I ever played. I quit football to concentrate on basketball, but I was blessed to immediately start learning pro football from Don Shula, and then the greatest coach ever, Bill Walsh, and then the great Tom Landry, and then the great Jimmy Johnson, and there was Dave Wanstead, and there was North Turner, and I could go on and on. I know football even better than I do basketball at the pro level. I think I have a pretty good feel for the National Football League.